0: Introducing ABLO, the new social media network for the politically independent. ABLO is jam-packed with hundreds of features. Oh, we just lost our funding. You're listening to Questionable Material. Produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Haphazard landscaping.
1: I was wondering if you guys could uh, make it out to my property to do some work on my um on my front porch. Ah, uh, we could. absolutely. yeah. What are you looking to have done? Um, just some simple work. so it's it's the the front porch which leads into our you know our bushes and and stuff like that. Um, just looking to sort of shake things up. you know what what sort of
0: things do you offer? Well, um there's a couple of things we can do. Uh, I have a several handfuls of asphalt that's kind of degraded, mm-hmm. you can find it, it's all over the highway. Cool, okay. And you know, we can do handfuls of that and then just kind of maybe put them in, into like a an empty coffee can and and then just kind of throw them in the direction of your patio. Uh-huh. Is it a wood patio or a stone patio? It's stone. Those are heavy. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's. We could do a little like what we call a paint up. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So if you go to the hardware store, sometimes they have paint that people never picked up or they ordered and changed their minds or something. Mm -hmm. She can get it for a really good price and we take that. And what we'll do is we punch a couple of holes in the can and tie the, the cans, the little handle to a string. And then just kind of spin it over our heads, and you get a really interesting pattern that way.
1: Well, it feels like that might be the way that a you know, like a a, a first grader would potentially paint my the
0: exterior of my home. Yeah. Well, she's actually in second grade now, but um, yeah, I mean, she's been doing it for long enough that she was a first grader at at a point. I'm sorry, your um, your landscaping worker is a, a a second grade girl. One of them. Yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. I figured you would just pick up, you know, some fellas at the Home Depot parking lot and, you know, could contract them for
0: the day and then come do my house. But no, n- no. Yeah. No, I don't use those guys. Cause they, they don't speak English and I have a hard time communicating my needs to them. Mm-hmm. The last time I had one, uh, we were doing a little uh, landscaping project for someone. And, you know, I kept saying, drag the litter box over here. And he had no idea what I meant. We're going to do like a little thing. I wanted like a litter box next to a bird feeder and a trash can. The idea being, you know, when you're taking out the trash, you might see your cat uh, and a bird, you know, eyeing one another. Right. But the bird's high up. So the cat really can't do any damage, but it's a little entertainment for you while you're taking out the trash. Cause that can be a really mundane thing. You know? Yeah, the the ten seconds a day that you take out the trash. Right. So now this the way this little option we created was the litter box bird feed thing, and and it kind of creates this little cat bird dynamic, and it can be really entertaining if you happen to be doing the trash at the same time the cat's eyeing the bird and vice versa. You know, it really livens things. Do you like to swim? Uh, yeah, actually, we can do a swimming
1: hole. A swimming hole. I uh, okay. I mean, cause my wife and I have been debating
0: whether to get a swimming pool. Yeah. Well, this is better because it's more natural when you get a pool and I tried doing a pool and I'll tell you, you got a lot of pipes and you know, this machine, you need to put chlorine in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's really, you're better off with nature. I mean, nature has been doing the water thing for quite some time. So what I have is I have a, an industrial auger. Okay which can dig a hole and the hole is about 18 inches in diameter, which means a cross. <laughs> I dig a hole, right? And I'll go down yeah. about two or three feet unless I hit rocks. A lot of ground has rocks. I don't know if you know this, but when you start digging uh, by golly, uh, suddenly you got rocks and you're like, why, why did God put rocks right underneath the grass? Then I want to dig my swimming. Oh, anyway, I'm digressing. It makes no sense. Yeah. I'm digressing. So I dig about two feet down, maybe three feet. I, again, it's if I hit rocks and who, why would he put rocks right under the ground? I don't know, but he did. He, he, he works in mystic. So I'm, I'm digressing. So you dig down, you dig down mm-hmm. with your auger. My auger, it's actually mine, not yours. I don't know why I just gave you an auger, but it's mine. So you dig down about two to three feet, unless you hit rocks, as I've mentioned before. And and I'm really hoping we don't hit rocks, but we dig down. Okay. And so I'll dig one for a leg, another for the other leg, and then one for an arm and another for the other arm. And then we fill them up with water. And then you just kind of, you can, you step in, you lean over and you got, you got, you're soaking your legs and your arms. I think I'd rather immerse my whole body and be able to, um, you know, actually swim. Yeah. I don't have an auger that's that big. My auger is about 18 inches and that's diameter. And that means across, and that, so I can dig you a hole 18, which is perfectly comfortable for any of your limbs, unless you're incredibly morbidly obese, which I you don't sound like you are, quite honestly. You might have a little sleep apnea, but I don't. Th- so you dig on down about two to three feet and then you can stick your arms and your legs in the very, you have four holes unless you're an amputee and you not because I'm going to charge you about $200 a hole with my auger. And uh, so, but let's assume you have, do you have four limbs? I, yeah. Thank you for asking. So you can dig your know, one leg, two leg, one arm, two arm, four limbs in the holes. We fill it up with water. It's like swimming swimming hole, swimming holes. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. And if you uh, have a pet, they can swim in it too. Maybe not at the same time you have your arm in there, but yeah, I don't know if you have any pets. Cats don't I, like it. That's why I put the litter box near the bird feeder. Cats don't swim. They don't like water. You can't wash them. I don't know why God made cats afraid of water. Who knows? He works in mysterious ways. I don't know why he puts the rocks under the grass. That's crazy to me. It doesn't matter. He's got his own reasons. I'm not going to question it. I don't want to be judged.
1: No, no, definitely no. No one's judging you. Certainly not now, or at any other time. Uh, real quickly, I, I've got to be a little bit concerned because uh, you know, for insurance purposes and m- moral reasons, uh, you you employ a, a, again a, a second grade uh, girl. Yeah. So that that would make that would mean she's in the range of seven, uh, maybe eight, if she's uh, started school late.
0: You would think that. I understand why you think that, but she's seventeen she's not sharp you know what i'm saying and yeah, that's why it. you know i'm i'm happy to employ someone like that she's really good at what she does which is swing uh, a a paint can filled with holes over her head <laughs> that that's the thing she's good at no like- she's super good at that now i've got testimonials from people who will say you know uh Leah was she did a great job swinging that can and she really decorated up the the yard real nice how real. did you find her uh ironically she was in the employ of the uh, the gentleman I used to pick up at Home Depot.
1: Really. So the Home Depot um uh you know uh, illegal immigrant landscape workers that you used to hire had their own employee and it was the special needs
0: 17-year-old second grader. Yes. <laughs> So you see the Jose was the gentleman from Home Depot I used to employ. Had a hard time talking to him. Didn't know what litter box meant in Spanish. I couldn't convey how to put it next to the bird feeder. I and I, I know. don't know why he put the rocks down right under the grass. That's not no, I know. to me. I listened to that part of the podcast. So keep going. So Jose is married to Mariola. Now married Ma- and Mariola sound the same. They're different. Mariola is her name. It's a, a Hispanic name. I don't now Why know. did God do that? Do you think? I have no idea, but they're married. And so Mariola, she does a little thing where she will go to the subway and she sells sliced up mangoes. And she puts them in little little containers and she sells them to passengers and people, you know, people who want a quick snack. It's a hell, mangoes are good for digestion. And so Jose and Mariola have a little side business, the mango thing. And wouldn't you know it, but Leah is really good at mango slicing too. So mango slicing and swinging the paint can filled with holes over her head. A lot of skills. Oh, she's great. How does Wednesday look? There's someone on the other line. I got to get going. Okay. Give them your address and have them call me.
1: So, Brian, I was watching TV last night and um, I was watching TV live, so I couldn't fast forward to the commercials. And a commercial comes on for Jeep or something like that. I don't know what it is. They show uh, like this moon rover, and these two astronauts are sort of taking in this really cool moon rover that's sort of supposed to represent their car they're selling or whatever. And they there's this big crater that's coming up, and then the, uh, the the astronauts jump the crater, but of course since it's it's weightless, like it's like you know uh, it'd be like jumping over a hundred school buses, right? So it's just floating in air, it's so cool, whatever. And the and the, the lower third graphic comes up that says, "Do not attempt." Are you kidding me? <laughs> I hate I lawyers. Mean, what a lawyer! What Oops. lawyer? It was like guys, 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 guys.
0: We we got to get this in. We got to cover our bases. I've done my job. You, you, never, you know, 150 years from now, somebody could be on the moon uh, with a buggy and remember that commercial Yep. and and make the crater leap and go into space. And then you got their blood on your hands, don't you? Yeah, that's right. That's I w- right. I would love to see the email chain for that. Yeah. Like, okay, here's the creative and here's our, our storyboards and blah, blah, blah. Oh, looking really good. Don't forget to put a little disclaimer at the bottom for people to not jump craters on the moon. Oh, you, you sure, Douglas? Because that seems like that's kind of a given. That you know, since we can't be on the moon right now, there and there's only been like a dozen people on the moon. Maybe that's not a thing we need. No, you you got to cover your bases. You got to remember, people are really dumb, and I, if they accidentally get up there, if they could, you know, they people are doing crazy things. They get up to the moon, they with their with their car, they could just suddenly start jumping craters and go off into space. You got to ask yourself. You got to ask yourself what if someone buys a Chrysler
1: goes up to the moon and is driving around. And then, then all of a sudden you, you hear the story on the news that a, 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 G, a Jeep Dodge Chrysler is just floating, <laughs> floating by and has uh, hit the international space station.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got a degree in law. I need to use it. I got to use this thing uh, and get, make or it sure. It expires. You... I think it expires if you don't use it. And would you make sure when you get me coffee that the lid says that it's hot? So I don't pour it all on my penis. Oh, 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 oh! We need to put that in cups. Watch your pee pee. Don't put it on your penis. Don't pour on your crotch.
1: All I- right, uh, I'm gonna go home. I've done my work for the day. What is it? Nine oh five? Yep. All right, I'm going.
0: Job justified. <laughs> what a pinhead! My God. the worst. That's ridiculous. Well, what what's new with you, Brian? Oh, you know, the same old, same old. There's a, the one case, one positive in the kindergarten. What, in your town, you mean? No, in this kid's school, they, there's a kindergartner okay. who has tested positive. So they they snipped out that little portion of kindergarten and those have all been- What they do? What does that mean? They snuffed it out? Yeah, they snuff out. That's part of the deal. Right? If you get, bring COVID to school, you die. What? Yeah, you could survive the disease, but you can't survive the tribunal. What what sort of school is this? It's just a, it's just a, it's a good school and they care about the students and they will kill you if you, if you bring a, a, a disease in on the premises.
1: That seems, so what, what are the sort of, um, now I, I know you've spoken of the school very highly in terms of the education your kids are, your boys are getting, um, uh, 11th grade and ninth, uh, eighth grade. Sounds grade? right to me. <laughs> All right. I'll ask your wife later. What, um. So what are some of the other sort of features of the of, of a school that harsh? i mean like what is what is lunch like at the school?
0: Well, they don't call it lunch for
1: starters. What do they call lunch? battle snacks
0: what what are um wh- why Well, because uh, you need to fight for your food, and that's actually the school's motto. A lot of schools have, you know, models like you know, learning is important or, you know, in wisdom, there's truth or blah, mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. But this is you got to fight for your food. That, <laughs> that's, that's the, the model. The the, yeah, that's the school. And it's not even in Latin. It's just in English. It just says you got to fight <laughs> for your food. And uh, so, you know, at, at, at lunchtime, they blow the lunch horn. Uh, which is, oh my, a, God. oh my God, it's bowel shattering. It is such a, it's such <laughs> a a deep, a low bassy sound. I mean, it really makes you uncomfortable. And, and there are occasions when the kids just crap their pants, if they're just not ready for it. A lot of kids start tensing up at uh-huh. around 1150. I bet. Cause they know it's coming. And you know, the school being what it is, is they don't do it necessarily right at noon. Uh-huh. They might do it slightly before or a little bit afterwards. So you're always on edge and you're clenched and you're, you're holding your stomach and hold, you you do not want to, you know, defecate in your pants. Um, because if you do, of course, the school makes you stay in them for the remainder of the day as a punishment. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. They, 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 they don't call you the dunce. They call you the shitter and you have to put on the hat and it's poop shaped. It's a, you know, it's like the poop emoji hat. And yeah, it's just, the, the, the,
1: the, the coil, the brown it's coil co- hat. It's the
0: brown coil hat. Yeah. And it says, I doed it. <laughs> I doed it. It's a play on, it's a play on duty. It's I dude it, D-O-O-D. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. So you never know when this freaking horn is going to go off. And I've been <laughs> on campus one time. I was on, on campus meeting with a teacher one and they blew that horn. And I'll be damned if, if I uh, almost... <laughs> I came so close at any rate, the kids are used to it. They start tensing up about 10 minutes ahead of the hour Yeah, when they know the lunch horn is going to blow.
1: Uh,
0: Uh, and then when it blows, I mean, everybody just dashes to the field and in the center of the field, uh, you've got, there's a variety of boxes scattered throughout the field and in the center of the field are the weapons. (laughs) <laughs> and so just everybody runs and they grab their, and they're just, there are no sharp weapons. It's all about wood. It's mm-hmm. all about hitting and bruising. It's not about slicing. Okay. And there's no no slicing allowed. And It's you, not one of those schools. It's not one of those schools. Yeah. Those are charter schools. And um, <laughs> so you run and you grab your wooden implement and you have a choice. Do you fight your colleagues or you do try to smash open a box and get yourself a battle snack? Gosh, that's, um, I mean, it's
1: horrifying. What, why, I mean, obviously this is what they've, they built their sort of school around this idea. And then I, I imagine education came on layers after that. What, why do they think this is good for kids? Because I would think, uh, two things. One, the tension would not be good for the children. And then also the, um, you know, being smashed with a, a wood implements.
0: Well, I, I mean, my kids have thrived in this school environment. They come home every day and they say, I feel so alive. You know, a lot of kids, you know, they they come home, they open the door, they they trudge up to their rooms and you don't see them for the rest of the day. Not my kids. They come home. I open the door. They, they say, dad, I feel so alive today. And I'll say, what happened? Oh, you know, Jeremy had his teeth knocked out And I got pudding. (laughs) If anyone needs the pudding, it's Jeremy. Yeah. And that's the first thing I said. I was like, well, did you share it with toothless Jeremy? And he looks at me and he makes that gesture that's, you know, like what a stupid question. And I realize he's learning. Oh, I guess that would be learning. Yeah. You got to fight for your food. And Jeremy obviously is not very good at blocking blows, if you know what I mean. I do. Well, how does Jeremy eat? I mean, ha- like
1: I, okay. Let, let's assume Jeremy is very weak. Let's let's assume this happens every day. Isn't, is Jeremy uh, starving to death?
0: Oh, he's a hungry little chap during the day. You can, you can bet, you know, when he gets home and he tells his parents, I haven't eaten all day, you know, they'll take care of him. Hopefully give him soup or pudding. Obviously he's not going to be chowing down on any old bagel. No, I, I would guess not. I mean, unless he can, uh,
1: you know, come to some sort of agreement with a, a parent or, or or one of your boys to choose bagel for
0: him and then uh, baby bird him. Yeah, true. That's, that's a thing, but that's between <laughs> Jeremy and his parents.
1: Right, right, right. I don't want to, I don't want to tell the people how to raise the yeah, kids. Yeah, I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Well, what are some other ways that that school, you know, toughens up your kids? Like what is gym class like? You know, because that sort of is the place where, you know, maybe some of the weaker or less athletic kids, that's the thing thing they sort of dread during the day. That's the traditional
0: Oh, they dread it all right. Oh my God, why? Well, because it's Jim and it's Mm J-I-M and he's a convicted felon and he is angry. (laughs) He was abused as a child. He's mean spirited. He tortures animals he's probably uh you know he's probably got somebody locked up in his basement he's a foul foul person okay and gym class j i m yeah i know consists of you and the rest of your friends in the gym g y m and they're in that room and and gym who J I M is at the yeah. end of the gym, G Y M, and you're on the other side. And it's like Dodgeball, except he has an eight foot two by four. Mm-hmm. And he will chase you with it and whack at you, try to trip you up. If you fall down, he's going to be all over you like stink on poop, like white <laughs> on rice. Uh-huh. Like, like, Russia on Chechnya. Uh, <laughs>
1: I think stink on poop works. I mean, this is, this is the, 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 your school, it's the
0: school logo. That's right. Uh, so yeah, he is a vicious foul man, but man is his class, gym class, J-I-M in the gym, G-Y-M, is it really, really good? I mean, these kids, I, I put my Apple watch on one of my sons. Yeah. Uh, to gauge uh, the calories he burns in, in his class. Sure. Yeah. Eighteen hundred and twelve. That's, uh, that's a full man's uh, uh, intake of calories yeah, for a day. Yeah. Just, and just from running away from this psychopath. From a half hour gym class. Yeah. I, and you know, they have, they have ropes they can, kids can climb. They have things that they, they netting they can try to get away from him with. And, and it's fantastic. I mean, the, the kids have, they're in great shape. They're super healthy. Jeremy, who has no teeth, has amazing quads, amazing quads, because he is so frightened of of Jim. Well, I'm surprised Jeremy doesn't have one of those
1: distended bellies that would put him on the cover of National Geographic magazine.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny you say that. Sally Struthers uh, has a thing for Jeremy. (laughs) She follows him around all the time, asking if he needs any help. That's really straight. That's that's straight up strange. Yeah. Um, You know, Jeremy is what Jeremy does. Okay. So he, I, I guess he's a rub against the sheets.
1: <laughs> uh, I understand that you've opened a new business lately. That is correct, Jack.
0: I have opened a business lately.
1: And so it's, um it's, it's a rioting superstore.
0: Yeah. You know, Jack, uh, there've been riots since last spring. Yep. And no matter what, people love rioting on either side of the political spectrum, all right? They it, love riots. It brings people together almost. Yes, it does. Sometimes really closer than six feet. And I you know, <laughs> I see a future in rioting, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, riot, riot, riot. And so I thought there's a business opportunity there, Jack.
1: It makes a hell of a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, I should have written this down. Remind me what your store
0: is called. It's a riot exclamation point.
1: Uh, huh. that's really smart.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just going to do it's a riot, but BJ's wholesale had uh, exclamation points. They had like <laughs> a whole bushel of them. So I got a ton for all my stores. Oh, that's great. So yeah, it's, it's a riot exclamation point and it is your one-stop shop for rioting and mayhem.
1: Well, that's great. I mean, so what, so let, let's say I'm, um, you know, let's let's take something out of the news. Let's say um, I'm dressed up as um, as a Viking, and I'm going to take a dump in AOC's filing cabinet. Yes. What are some things you can sell me uh, to make my uh, dumping in
0: AOC's uh, personal space a, a, a better experience? Okay. First of all, there are two separate doors, and it's a riot. <laughs> okay. There's the left wing and the right wing. Uh,
1: (laughs) all right so your store i imagine your store has no middle uh, no center there's no center
0: that's smart yeah it's just (laughs) there's no center there's just it's a big store but there's a wall down the middle of it and there's a left wing and a right wing smart all right okay you you go in the door depending on how you feel right so yeah in that case if you're going to break into the Capitol and and poop in uh, aoc's filing cabinet did that happen no, oh. I like that. We live in a world where you have to ask me because it feels true. I felt like I knew a lot of the news and then I was like, yeah, that, that may, is that a thing that happened? I could totally see that happening.
1: Oh, for sure. I she could. should go back to work and open up those kids when she's not in front of a camera right. uh, or, or on social media. She should open up her filing cabinets. Yeah. when They're she's probably
0: not, empty. When she's not trolling people on the internet, she should definitely check and make sure that nobody, a Viking didn't poo in her filing cabinet. But, uh, here's what you're going to need. You need pry bars so you can patriotically pry the nameplates off of your congressional uh, representative's door,
1: so you know what what are some things that you know if you walked in on on the left side of your store, if you entered on on the left, what what would you find?
0: Well, uh, we have flags, American flags that are highly flammable. Smart. Now, there's nothing more embarrassing than not being able to light your flag on fire in the middle you've got a protest. Every all eyes are on you, and you're standing there holding your flag and your lighter, and you just you're not able to light the flag. The thing will not go up in flames. Well, I have a selection of highly flammable American and Israeli flags. Oh, that, that can be lit up, and and they will go up in a flame, and you can really get your message across that you hate this country that allows you to express your uh, freedom by burning its own flag. Right. Well, that's great. Yes. Yeah, um, we have uh, all, a variety of implements for attacking Nazis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which loosely defined as someone you don't like. <laughs> right. Um, so there are poles and bats and batons and cleavers and uh, just a whole slew of things that you can use to exercise your First Amendment right to uh, attack Nazis. Right, right, right. We also have non-flammable communist flags. Oh, interesting to explain. Well, because you, to display your love of the uh, communist ideal Mm -hmm. of, you know, and it could be, maybe it's Russian uh, communism or Chinese communism, but it's your way of showing, yeah, I'm down with this. I really understand communism. That's really smart. So like Che Guevara t-shirts. Exactly. We have Che Guevara t-shirts. He is a a hero to many Mm -hmm. people who do not read. And um and or understand history, or and its figures. So we have the the Che shirts, and ironically, on the right wing of my store, I also have Che shirts, but it says cliche. <laughs> so I'm trying. What I'm doing? I'm milking both sides, Jack. That that's a that's a legit good shirt. I'm. You can make money on that shirt right now. I'm milking both sides.
1: Wow, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, what sort of, um, uh, items do you have that help, um, you know, on the left, they're really about, you know, inclusion, about racial harmony, about, um, really sort of coming together, you know, and hearing all voices. So what items do you have that, um, will help keep white people out?
0: Well, we have an, uh, we have the, uh, an inclusion, uh, bullhorn. Oh, Okay. So what the inclusion bullhorn does is it it makes it a, a safe and inclusive environment by blasting noise when you hear something you don't like. And that mm. way, everyone feels like, you know, they uh, belong. Right. So if you hear somebody saying, hey, it's really not good to be morbidly obese. Blah, you would just press the button on that bullhorn. And man, that makes a hell of a lot of noise. And nobody will hear that harmful and hurtful opinion.
1: That's, that's really great. Now there are a lot of, uh, protests, uh, allegedly planned uh, for, um, th- for next week for the inauguration yes. in uh, allegedly in, in state cap, in all 50 state capitals. That's why so, we are open.
0: We're going to be open 24 hours. That's
1: great. So, yeah. yeah so w- what are you planning to sort of, um, maximize your sales opportunity there?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I have, uh, Stop the steel flags that in in every uh, state flag with stop the steel stamped on it. And I did some research and I spelled steel correctly, S T E A L, because I have seen signs that said S T E E L. Right. uh, Which really hurts me to the core. (laughs) You know, it does. Um, But yeah, I've got stop the steel state flags uh, so you can personalize for wherever you live. If you're unfortunate enough to live in New York under Governor Cuomo, you can, you can go to the state house and, and show display your knowledge that the the election was fraudulent and stolen because the president said it was. Yep. I mean, he's got no dog in the fight. Why would he lie about that? I know what, what, why would he tell a mistruth?
1: So how are we going to, how are you going to milk this and and, uh, maximize your profits before things could go cold for a little while, uh, you
0: know, after January 20th? Um, well, I've got, um, you know, Twitter, of course, has suspended uh, Donald Trump, uh, the president's account. I've Yeah. And uh, as well as uh, Spotify and Facebook and uh, funnily enough, Twitch, which is the online gaming s- streaming thing. Is that true? Yeah. They even Twitch uh, banned him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, Melania, I want to play Jackbox. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do Quiplash. No, Melania. No, no. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. So he's been banned by all these platforms. So what I did was I just, I, I printed up, uh, Donald Trump tweet placards. So since he can't get to you on the phone, you can at least run around holding a placard that has a, a tweet inciting you to violence. So it it, it looks like a tweet. It just says, kill them, kill them now. Mm -hmm. Uh, other ones say attack. Right. Uh, And another one says, Tora, 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 (laughs) which is attack in Japanese. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Uh-huh. It gives the president a little bit of a of an edge, you know, be speaking a different language. Yeah. Since he's mastered uh, one. But there's so much stuff in every store, thanks to bartering, you never know what you're going to find or what's going to be useful. Like a farm chair. What would a farm chair be used for? Smashing Nazis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, smashing Nazis, I forgot. Okay, well, um, you know, good luck with the store, Brian. I think um, you're going to do a, a lot of good. Question mark? Well, I'm going to do a lot of business, Jack.
0: Yes, that's what I meant to say. Hey, Jack. Hey, Brian. I don't know what the question is, but the answer is always love. Oh, Brian, that's so sweet. That's so unlike you. Thank you, Jackson. So you remember my friend Brad? Oh, crap. Yeah. He's a director. I know he is. Makes movies. He makes real legit movies. yes. Yeah. yeah, he does. And uh, and every once in a while, he likes to have you audition uh, he's, he's listening to you on the podcast. He's seen photographs. He, he's very familiar with you and he always has ideas in his head as what might be a good role for Jack Helmut. I'm flattered. And so uh, he sent me a few scripts he's working on, some movies he's going to be doing and uh, would love to have you read for them. Okay. So
1: in other words, um, uh, he's going to have me read the scripts aloud Yeah, and uh, he'll judge based on my performance, reading these scripts that I've never read before. That's right, Jack. That I have truly never read before. And, um, and if I do a good job on them, I'll get a part in his movie because he's an actual movie director. That's how it
0: works. So he's, okay. he's auditioning you through me okay. with his own, you know, the, his own style, the way he likes to do things, which as you know, means that you have to read it cold. You you haven't seen it before. And you you can't really break character, otherwise he gets very upset. You should see Brad when he's he done incandescent with rage. <laughs> what? I don't I don't want to get anywhere close to that. Yeah, and it's scary because he's a tall person, Jack. He's taller than I am, and I'm a tall person. You are a tall person. He's even taller. Yeah, and I've met him. So, so if you can imagine him furious, just red with rage, screaming like Tom Cruise on a set, he's about three Tom Cruises tall. <laughs> Well, I'm going to send you a script now. Now okay. this is for, uh, you're going to be excited about this one mm, uh, okay. because there's an offshoot of The Mandalorian. What? Yes. And I know how much you love uh, The Mandalorian because I listened to you and Andrew Heaton talking about it on his podcast, Alienating the Audience. That's science fiction podcast. It's other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Just so happens that Brad is producing Ooh. an offshoot of The Mandalorian. I'm going to just send you the script right now.
1: They're making so many different uh, new Star Wars shows and movies that, that I guess this makes sense. They're and, looking for all sorts of uh, established
0: Hollywood talent. Yeah, yes. Like every 15 minutes, there's like a new Star Wars. He would like you to read uh, the setup for this. All right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. That's fine. So take it away. The new spin-off of the Mandalorian. Great. Okay. Good In- luck, Jack.
1: Thank you, Brian. Interior spaceport bar. The bounty hunter enters the bar. <laughs> Already? (laughs) Shoot. Uh, (laughs) uh, The bounty hunter enters the bar at wu Wu Tang spaceport and approaches the waitress, who is a sexy lady, but she's dressed like an alien, so she looks like a sexy alien who is really hot. Hey, welcome to my space bar. Can I get you anything?
0: Sure, get me a space martini, please. Shaken, not stirred. One space martini coming up. That'll be twelve bloops. That's what we call our currency here in Wu Tang. That's dope. I'm Aggie, the sexy alien. Hi, Stanley Fett. <laughs> nice to meet you. Or Gui Boop, as we say on my planet, Globnub Seven.
1: I was on Globnub Seven a long time ago. It's a shame what happened to Globnub One,
0: Globnub Two, Globnub Three, Globnub Four, Globnub Five, and Globnub Six. Yeah. I'll never forgive the Empire for that. Such a dicky thing to do. Ha, I'll drink to that. They toast. I like your armor.
1: Thanks. It's very strong and powerful, like a beefy man.
0: I got it at a space Costco. Oh, sweet. <laughs> or flickin' blap, as we say on Glubnub 7. Say, do you know where I can find an Ewok? Sure, what's his name? Oh, name doesn't matter.
1: Just test me an Ewok. Are you a bounty hunter? Actually, actually, I'm more like a booty hunter, if you know what I mean. You like doing space sex with Ewoks? No, no, not that. They have a valuable gland on their brain stems. I kill the Ewok and harvest the gland and sell it to the space Chinese people who have a rich
0: history of untraditional medicine. Well, if you walk five blocks north, that's the Ewok part of town. (laughs) five blocks north. Yeah. You'll know you're there because the phone booths are only three feet high. <sighs> Normally when I'm done reading
1: a script, I say, how did I do Brian? Yeah. But I, I'm going to skip that part and just say, uh, maybe you could just send me the next script. I'm going to send you the next script. <laughs> you did not the, get that one in case you were one. the Ewok part of town. Yeah. I know Brian, the Ewok part of
0: town all right (laughs) stanley fett (laughs) that's just that's lazy writing they you know there's there are even apps that'll generate names for you you don't have to go with stan i don't know what they're doing i guess they've they've made so many star wars movies by now that they just have to
1: they're out of names john john favreau needs to someone needs to give that guy a vacation
0: all right i just sent you a new script
1: I can't believe I couldn't get through the first sentence of that one, Brian. The bounty hunter enters the bar at Wu-Tang Spaceport.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. What a coincidence.
1: I know. It really is.
0: Okay. All right. And now. I've gotten the second script. So as you may have heard, Sex in the City is regrouping, right? Uh, rebooting. Rebooting. They're rebooting Sex in the City. Yep. But without Kim Cattrall. Yes. Because she just doesn't want any, she's done. She doesn't want to do any Sex in the City. So they've been trying to think of a way to do something about her character. And they had a brilliant idea and, and Brad wants you to read for it. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So this, he's, he's, he's shooting the reboot of, of sex in the city. That's a huge gig. That is a very big, I mean, that could be, that could make you, I mean, you're well.
1: I, I hear the, the three remaining women on the show are getting paid a million dollars per episode and there are 10 episodes. So wow. It's 10 million bucks a piece.
0: I would love to see elderly people making love. <laughs> Well, you should just get a mirror for the ceiling of your bedroom. So this one starts. It opens in interior Carrie Bradshaw's apartment. Carrie Bradshaw approaches the door to her apartment. She moves very slowly because she's very old. (laughs) She opens the door and a man, Sam, waves. Surprise! I'm sorry. Do you have the right apartment? Carrie, it's me, Sam. Sam? I don't know a Sam.
1: Well, perhaps you might know me better as your dear friend, Samantha. Remember me now? but my friend Samantha is a woman. I'm so confused. Well, while I was away, I suffered from gender dysphoria and had surgery to change from a female to a male. I'm still the same old Samantha, but my name is Sam and I had a phalloplasty. Phalloplasty? What's that? It's something you shouldn't Google, but long story short, I have a penis constructed with skin (laughs) taken from my forearm. Then they run the plumbing through it and connect my Uh, cutaneous nerves to the dorsal nerve in my of my clitoris holy smokes that sounds amazing best of all i have the same sex drive as i always did but now instead of dudes i'm gonna pleasure the ladies with my sam schlong i'm so excited the gang's getting together again we're gonna have sexy adventures three white ladies and their white guy friend
0: sam wow that should appeal to a larger audience i'll call charlotte miranda i'm so excited Give your pal Sam a hug. Wow, is that a surgically constructed neophallus in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? The first one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, darn! It's well, some tricky dialogue there. It sounds pretty crappy, anyway. To be honest,
1: uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay not getting that. Um, it's, but it, you know, but it's it's still sm- more smartly
0: written than the, than the original. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Now the third one, lucky third, three, go. You got it? I got it. All right. Can I open it? Yeah, You may open it. Now this okay. is a, this is a movie. It's called uh, good night, darling. It's okay. about, a, about a father and uh, you know raising a daughter. It's a family movie. Oh, nice. Uh, who do I play? Uh, he's looking at you for the lead, the role of dad. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Ready? So interior, Sally's bedroom. Dad sits on Sally's bed, finishing up a bedtime story. And then they took the iron shoes out of the
1: fire and put them on the mean godmother's feet and forced her to dance, screaming in pain, until her heart exploded. Then everyone lived happily ever after.
0: Good night, sweetie. Good night, Daddy. Daddy, can I ask you a question? Of course you can, Honey Bunch. Where's Mommy? Uh, she'll come back. I'm sure of it. Promise?
1: Yes. I I know she loves you very much. And me too. But we had a little argument, which happens between mommies and daddies. And she went away for a few days. Why? Well, she did this once before. When she came back, it was like nothing happened. In fact, we didn't even talk about it. So
0: she'll come back? (laughs) Yes. Any minute now. After she's done hanging in the garden shed? What? She's going to come back after she's done hanging in the garden shed? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? That's where Mommy went after you yelled at her. Oh, no. Can you read me this note she left you? Barbara, no. I'm glad you promised she would come back. That makes me very happy.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs>
0: It's a dark film, I guess.
1: I I guess so. Uh, to me, it's a it's a rom com. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, the, the the man is free of the wife, and he gets the kid. That's a great. <laughs> uh, I'm gr- okay,
0: uh, did I get it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: Well, I'm... damn it. Um, a- any other scripts? No. Look, I'm sick of doing this dirtbag podcast with you. I want to get make it in the
0: big time. Yeah, I know. Well, it's bound to happen. I mean, you know, it's the law of averages or whatever. Yeah, or the, whatever. The more All you, right, Brian. The more you do it, the better chance you got to have it to do to dive it. Really well said. Well, Brian, uh, anything else before we sign off? No, Jack, I just want to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you for the new reviews. Very helpful. Very nice. My pleasure. Great for the out. You didn't do it. People did. Uh, and listeners did. Podcast enthusiasts did. Well, they could hate podcasts and have just found the right one. It's that, the perfect fit. That is true. We are Cinderella's slipper. That's right, and that you know that that Cinderella story was originally German, and it was called
1: Aschenputtel. Good Lord! Well, yeah. that it certainly feels German.
0: Yeah, ja, son, I shall now read you a story of Aschenputtel. No, Daddy, no. Daddy, please, I don't want to hear about the Germans. That was questionable material. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to review the podcast. Make sure to visit QMPodcast.com.